Welcome to All Up In Your Business. I'm Jay Sokol. I'm Aubrey Nettles. And on today's show, Aubrey and I will be talking about infill development, specifically the work that College Station's economic development team is doing to backfill vacant spaces throughout the city. So like so many cities, College Station ended up losing some businesses during the pandemic, even ones that were able to take advantage of some various funding sources, and that was a horrible scenario for a whole lot of folks. But we are clearly emerging as a healthier nation, state, and city, and we're seeing a healthier economy right here in CSTAT. So, Aubrey, talk about the economic state of the city as it relates to backfilling these empty spaces and all the things that you and Natalie and Stacy have been working on. Yes, Jay, you are right on point. Thank you. You've been listening to the things I've been telling you. Yes, get a little closer to the microphone for me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, COVID-19 was really difficult on the nation as a whole and on retail, and we did lose some of our retailers, and it was really tough. And for a while, it seemed like people just weren't getting out and understandably so it just wasn't very safe yeah and and so business really uh took a a hit from that but now as vaccine production is ongoing and the university has announced that they are open at 100 capacity and football will be back at 100 capacity mm-hmm. college station is on fire and our retail market is really hot in college station um people that we were talking to pre-covid about locating in our market are now calling us and saying we're ready we're gonna make the decision to locate, help us make that call, and we're here to make that move to College Station. So, so many probably pumped the brakes during the pandemic, but a lot of them are, they're now calling you back again. Yes, and so it's been its been really exciting. Many projects that we felt we had lost, and, and Gringos was one that we felt we had lost. Yeah, that's right. They, uh, they were a thing, and then they disappeared. Right. And, um, we're blessed that they came back. And so that's a prime example of when we thought that we had lost and, and now is coming back. But some of those that now that are coming back are helping us to fill those vacant spaces. And it, it's so tough when you lose businesses in College Station because it's not just tough from a consumer standpoint, but it's tough knowing that these are our neighbors' jobs. These are people's livelihoods. And so it's it's tough all around when you lose a business, when you lose a retailer in College Station. And to start seeing some of those get filled, it's just really uplifting and it gets people excited. And so we really wanted to take some time to talk about that today. Yeah, some of these folks who just weren't able to make it for one reason or another, I mean, this, in some cases, that's their life savings. This was their dream. I mean, really tough to to watch happen. And and for College Station, there is so much growth, especially moving to the south. You know, new structures, new tenants, the whole thing is very exciting. But there are these vacant spaces around the city. And um, I know those were still a priority for you pre-COVID, but explain what that scenario is for you and your team now. So now that things have picked back up and the retail market is hot, we're really working with the various brokers around town who represent the vacant spaces, and we're working with national retailers to help locate. 
And so we are constantly um, on calls and having site visits to, to help basically uh, serve as matchmakers. So we'll talk to a national um, retailer who's looking for so many square feet and they want to be either on Highway 6 or University Drive. Mm-hmm. And, and we help uh, fill their need and match them with the right fit. And so we've been able to uh, help facilitate some of those deals. And we have fantastic real estate, commercial real estate agents here in College Station. And in talking to them, they're telling me that they are the busiest they have been in the past seven years. Really? Yes. So it's not only great for them professionally, but it's just great for the whole community. And and we're starting to see a lot of that, some of which we can announce today and talk about, and some of which isn't quite there. You know, all of these transactions take time and some of them just aren't quite ready to announce. But I can say that everything is, is moving and it's forward progress and it's really great to see. So explain to me, how much involvement do you guys typically have? Like, is the market so hot that some of this stuff happens um, without the need to engage your economic development team? Um, or, or really, are you guys brought into the loop more often than maybe we would even suspect? Sometimes the city of College Station isn't needed at all. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, we are called by the national retailer. We work with a retail consulting group called The Retail Coach, mm-hmm. and they are so well connected to all of the national retailers. So sometimes we get that Im- immediate contact from the um, tenant saying they're interested in our market. And so we'll start um, delivering that out to the different um, brokers in town to see do you have sites that meet, that meet this need. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes we're just not needed because the market is so hot and they've got it taken care of. Right. And, you know, I've even wondered, okay, you guys see or you learn that uh, a space is going to be vacated. Uh, how often do you guys jump in like, Let's make the call. We know this thing's coming open. Let's jump on it. Or do you kind of sit back and wait for somebody to call you? It just depends on the site. You know, there are certain sizes and that we know are prime sizes and certain locations that we know um, are top priority locations like the Highway 6 frontage and like University Drive, Mm. that when they become available, we know exactly who has been interested in them and we know to send them their way. And and so some of them will wait and see if they get some movement on their own, but others were were ready to dive right in and, and make those initial contacts. A lot of what we do is all about relationship building. And so we want to make sure that the real estate brokers know that we are here to help them if they need our help and we are here to stay out of their way if that's what they need as well right i guess you are playing the long game gringos is a great example of playing the long game and building those relationships and and hopefully they pay absolutely this is absolutely the long game and and we're starting to see a lot of that payoff you know gringos was absolutely a long game costco is an even longer game that's right (laughs) who could forget that right and and so um and you know we'll we'll see some development next to costco and i'm sure 
we'll see some players that we've been going after for a long time locate there as well. Do you primarily focus on our our major corridors, you know, Six, University, Texas, Harvey, are those your main areas of focus or are, do you really, is that not a thing? You're, you're actually working all areas of town. You know, we, we work all the areas of town. When I first started in economic development, retailers were only interested in University Drive and Texas Avenue. They wanted to be next to campus. Right. We had to establish South College Station as a market to them and and really create something in as a marketing technique that wasn't there before. So now it's amazing to see people come in asking for locations in South College Station. Right. Um, and so retailers, based on how large they are, will, will gravitate towards student-driven areas or family-driven areas. But for the most part, we, we are representing the whole city. And, and there's need everywhere. So can you talk to me about any particular areas where you have been focusing and maybe some successes that you have seen or even um, some successes we don't yet know about that are good enough for you to actually talk about sure so on university drive we saw a couple of retail restaurants go out of business during COVID 19 and just recently we've learned that the old payway space is going to be cook shack which is a really awesome wing concept that will be coming in next to grub burger bar did we just break some news i think so my gosh. Okay, keep talking. And so I'm really excited about Cook Shack. Yeah. And we mentioned it at our last podcast, but also on University Drive, um, where Joseph A. Banks used to be, we'll be getting 511 Tactical. Yes. So we'll have more clothing, technical, tactical gear there. And um, that will be great to fill in that vacant space as well. Okay. There continues to be some vacant space there at that Red Lobster mm-hmm. on University Drive. There has been some interest, and uh, but no nothing to announce yet. But we are absolutely watching it like a hawk and continue to send uh, different restaurant re- uh, options to um, to folks for the Red Lobster. There are people kicking the tires of that location. Absolutely, okay. there very much are. And then there's the Abuelos. So the Abuelos has uh-huh. also, uh, is also a vacant space and, and we have sent that to many restaurants and there has been interest there as well. So that's another one. Both of those are represented by great brokers in town and, and we help facilitate however we can. And when we hear of national restaurants that are interested in our market, we send that information over to them as well. Oh, that's great news. Any other parts of town that you feel confident talking about in a uh, backfilling sort of uh, fashion? Let's see, also on University Drive with uh, the Genghis Grill that Mm -hmm. was vacated, that is gonna be the toasted yolk. Now we've talked about that, I think I've mentioned it. Okay. And they're gonna be opening late summer all right and so another great brunch option in college station i'm so excited about our brunch cuisine here in college station that i'm working with our events coordinator on creating a brunch dine around because Mm. the brunch we have here and are getting is just 
next level. A brunch crawl. A brunch crawl. Okay. Brunch I'll, and brunch and brunch. I, I like the way you think because who doesn't like a good brunch? Right? Yeah. So that's another another good one to mention. And then you know the Taco Cabana that was vacated. Yes. And has transitioned to Los Palapas. So yeah. that was a great backfill. That one um, we did not have to get involved in. Clint Cooper with Oldham Goodwin Group. I mean, he hands us wins after win and, and, and makes us look great all of the time. Well, and, and these are important properties, I'm sure, to fill, you know, as quickly as possible because they're so visible, right? And you don't want these visible vacant spaces, uh, especially on your main corridors. Right. Which uh, brings me to some more complicated locations. Can we talk about a few of those? Sure. Because there are some places that just seem to, to chronically... Um, stay vacant and I know there are reasons for that and and months and probably years ago Natalie and I talked about that a little bit but maybe you can talk about it too so I'll just uh, I'll start with what originally came in as a Randall's grocery store it, I think it later became an Albertsons it's right it's on University Drive right across from uh, fire station number six that thing forever empty uh, what's the reason and what are the challenges from your office's standpoint? Yes, so that property will be a phenomenal redevelopment project at some point. Mm -hmm. um, what is delaying the project is that HEB is currently paying the lease on the property to the owner yeah. as a non-compete. And so it, the owner really isn't as motivated until that lease is up to go ahead and, and, and redevelop it. Right. Um, there is just under four years remaining on that lease. And so they're still open to having conversations currently, but until the lease is up and, and they're, they're no longer receiving money from HEB, they're not really, um, there's no fire under them really pushing them to move as quickly on redeveloping or selling it for redevelopment as long as the money's coming in why bother doing anything else right and but i think at some point that will be an incredible redevelopment project yeah for sure now a similar situation in the in the old academy space correct yes so you're absolutely right the former academy is still paying the lease on that site as well. Right. And so they have a little under a year remaining, which is which is good news, meaning that now the owner of that site is gonna take uh, offers that they receive a little more seriously because that lease is coming due. And so they will no longer be receiving payments from Academy. Mm -hmm. And so um, they'll be ready to work with someone new on that site, which is great news. But up until this point, they had been receiving payments from Academy, so they weren't quite as motivated yeah. to move forward with a new tenant. And do you guys expect to be involved uh, when the time comes to help move that property? Gladly, and, yeah. and we've been in touch with the broker and you know touch base, how much time's left, how much time's left on that lease, because we've known that that's really been what has made the, the property stay vacant as long as it has, because this is a phenomenal property yeah. on, on Highway 6, it really is. Yes. 
Do you want to tackle any aspects of Post Oak Mall? I know, I know Natalie and I have talked in the past about how unique that is because um, the big boxes are sort of owned uh, and operated and the land, I guess, is, is owned by the... Um, by those actual stores, whether it's J.C. Penney's or it's uh, Macy's or, or that right. sort of Dillard's. It's not the Post Oak Mall folks who own those, right. those things. So CVL does not own the former Sears, and they also do not own the former Macy's. Hmm. And so the Macy's has recently vacated that property and it is now on the market um srs is representing them and i know the broker well um and have been in contact they have had people reach out it's for sale now and so it's it's a really big property and so properties that large are, are harder to move mm. but we have it listed on our website now that it's active on the market and are going to stay involved in hopes of getting getting it sold and and hopefully getting it sold quickly and um really excited to see what happens there um and then with the former sears building half of that was sold to cons mm -hmm. and so we'll see what happens with the other half of of that building but you guys are actively involved in trying to again assist with filling some of those spaces, correct? Yes, so just like with the um, former Macy's building, we've been in touch with CBRE, who represents the former Sears building, and, and they're interested in uh, selling the other half or leasing it, and we have it on our website. When we get um, prospects that are larger, we send that information to them. We've had a few really large retailers recently that are interested in our market and so we know we have some big boxes that are empty now and, and sending that information to them they have a few to choose from in our market right now right and so we really are facilitating those conversations and and kind of serving as the objective party knowing that there are a few different options to choose from currently in college station okay you ready to to tackle a, an old topic that people still ask all of us about all the time sure you ready yes papado okay. papado on university drive that uh we felt so good about uh years ago and you know it is what it is the the family still owns the property and what do you know about it yes so that the family does still own the property and my understanding is that when hurricane harvey hit houston um it had fi very big financial implications to several of their restaurants there in houston and so that really diverted their attention back to those restaurants um and and kind of delayed their forward progression on new restaurants including yeah. this one I think it is a good sign that they still own the property and they're paying property taxes on that prime University Drive property sure. in College Station. And so um, I think it's a good sign that they still own it and they haven't sold it, meaning that their intentions must be that at some point they will move forward on it, but we don't have a start date on when they will move forward. Yeah. I guess if it was a, we shall never build there, they would get rid of the property. They would sell it, right. Because yeah. they're paying the taxes on it. Right. So why would they assume those costs if 
they don't have intentions to move forward. And there are Aggie connections with that family, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so anybody who's listening, go lean on our friends in the uh, Pappas family and tell them the time is now. Right. Like they need to uh, come on and, and build something special here in, in Aggie land. Yes. Um, what other locations maybe did you want to talk about uh, that I haven't asked you about? You know, there's a few other boxes that we lost in town during the pandemic, um, like the World Market Space, like the Star Mart, that we are actively working with the folks that own and or represent those sites. Mm -hmm. And they're having really good conversations with great national retailers. Um, But I don't have anything I can announce just yet, but I will tell you that there has been tremendous forward progress and I am really excited about where we are in College Station, in the retail market. And I really think that things are gonna continue opening up we're going to continue having more and more uh, diversity in our retailers and what we have to offer our citizens and our visitors in College Station. Oh, that sounds great. Now, I wanted to um, shift gears just a little bit and and talk about uh, the latest sales tax report. And, and so I, I jotted down a few notes here, and you can give more context and, and uh, any other thoughts you have about it. But we recently received the March sales tax report from the state controller's office, uh, which always is, is two months behind. So March, that's the latest month that uh, we have figures for. And I understand this is the first month where the prior year figures reflect some of the COVID-19 period. Um, I think the shutdown was initiated mid-March mm-hmm. of 2020. So the net receipts that I, I see will be around $3.2 million for that month. That's 44.2% higher than March of 2020 and 33.3% higher than the sales taxes received in March of 2019, which is a huge deal. Um, so Aubrey, I'm told that you know folks in finance are still studying the figures and all the factors that contributed to this, but it's amazing news and year to date, our current receipts are up 6.86% over last year. Your thoughts? I I think it's absolutely incredible. I think it it speaks to our great variety in College Station. I think it speaks to the loyalty that the people in College Station have to our retailers and knowing that when they shop in College Station that it truly is benefiting the local economy and it goes back into the local economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we have a ton of options and that it continues to grow. Um, but it, it's wonderful to see the return on that investment and that we are we are flourishing. And I think that it will continue to grow and increase in, in great ways as we bring more opportunity for our residents and visitors and as we continue backfilling these spaces. Totally concur. And by the way, um, things are things are positive all over it's been pretty good for our friends uh in the city of Bryan as well they are up 16.7 percent from march 2020 uh again college station was up 44 percent but year year to date and Bryan is down a little bit they're down three percent college station was up nearly seven percent 
Um, but, you know, we need to point out the cities aren't necessarily built the same in terms of sales tax generators. But March 2021 20, looked pretty good for both cities. So that's really good. Great. Um, what did I forget? Anything else you want to throw in? You know, I think I would just add that this summer we have a tremendous amount of visitors that will be coming to town through sports tourism and conventions. Yes. That will add to the sales tax, meaning that I think we all get a little nervous when A&M graduation occurs. After that's done, hmm. we worry, will all the students go home for the summer and things die down? It's really not the case anymore. We have so many people coming to the community for tourism during the summer that it really helps with the fact that some of our students are going home for summer break. For sure. And I think we have upward of 40,000 people coming in for sports tournaments and conventions just this summer. And so um, I think that's gonna be fantastic for our restaurants and retailers. And, and we in economic development and tourism are doing everything we can to communicate with our restaurants, retailers, and entertainment venues to make sure they are aware of the upcoming events and adequately prepared because they are going to benefit from tourism and they're going to see increased sales and, and we want them to feel just as strong during the summer as they do year round. Yep, yep, totally agree with that. Um, so if someone wants to do business in College Station, how can they learn more? How can they get in touch with you guys? Absolutely. Look at, check us out at grow.cstx.gov. We would love for you to do business in College Station and myself, Aubrey, Stacy, or Natalie would be um, more than happy to discuss it with you. Perfect. Aubrey, thanks a bunch. Thank you. That's it for this edition of All Up In Your Business. Please go to your favorite podcast platform and rate us and subscribe to the show. Recommend us to others. All Up In Your Business is a production of the City of College Station, the home of Texas A&M University and the heart of Aggieland. Mm-hmm.